This is Railroad Rudy. For those of you that can't get a Valentine this year, just tell them you were a former Chattanooga heavyweight wrestling champion. Worked for me. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 471, and we thank you for listening to our online listening experience in podcast form. Several ways you can do that. You can go to markingout.com. You can rate, review, subscribe on all of your major podcasting applications. We would greatly appreciate that. Social media-wise, facebook.com slash markingout, twitter.com slash markingout, YouTube and Instagram.com slash MarkingOut11, and you can email us at MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. We have merchandise, and you can find it at ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog. Uh, we're D- Dave, who you can follow on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO, is unfortunately not here with us this evening, but we have a man who on his new Instagram account, at the same as his Twitter account, is a social influencer, is an award-winning podcast host of a podcast I guess I don't know anything about because I'm not award-winning. What do you mean? I, I've won Marky Awards. Uh, he is a listener, a listener and maker of music. You can hear such great songs as Gangsters Beware. Um, he is an eater of foods and has an ill-fated YouTube show called Cooking with Brandon, which there will be no more episodes of. Uh, he is a theme park goer. Go back to go back to Mark and Out Presents the Disney Experience and listen to that because he tells you. And he's an entrepreneur of some sort of business that I don't know. <laughs> MarkingOut.com. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. I know. Spectacular, right? How pumped yeah. are you? To yeah, have an Instagram. Super, super pumped. That's it. Now you're just going to take all those hashtags that are going on Twitter and put them on uh, Instagram with your face on it somewhere. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. So that's <laughs> I what, have nothing to say about that. So that's what uh, your week's been, huh? Is just making this new Instagram and trying to build your... Uh... For the most part, I went to my grandmother's house for her birthday. Oh, yeah? Over the river and through the woods? Yeah. To grandmother's house I went. Yeah? What you, what'd, you, what'd you do for her said birthday? Uh, well, she wanted Chinese food, so we had Chinese food. And where does grandmother live? Uh, in Queens. Oh, so you got that good, good Chinese food. Eh, well, you know, uh, she keeps kosher, so. Ah, kosher Chinese food? Yeah, it's a thing. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't terrible. The, the soup was absolute garbage. It literally just tasted like I was drinking water with eggs, eggs in it, but, uh, but everything else was decent. I think they they had like it was interesting because like a normally you get like a beef from a Chinese restaurant it's like rare, like low low quality beef okay but because it's the kosher place they got some higher esque quality beef so it was mm-hmm. weird to have like actual steak at like a a Chinese place yeah but had the Carvel cake I had the Fudge first, well. first first of the year no it's just a, a circle 
Just a circle. Okay. Yeah. Vanilla on top, chocolate crunchies in the middle. Yep. Chocolate on the bottom. That's it. That is but it. How, how was your week? Um, it was, yeah, it's going. It's going. I leave for Texas on Thursday bright and early for a job. Uh, this weekend I had a little nice family time. Uh, and that has been it. No, no bachelor party talk? Oh, yeah. Well, that was two weeks ago. That's why, yeah. Two I had weeks. Back... It was last week. No, I got back on the 3rd. And we did a Wednesday Night Wars last week, and we didn't even talk about it. Oh. Yeah, and you got and you recorded an episode of Marking Out, and we didn't talk about it. But if you want to talk about it, yeah. Great time at uh, my friend Andrew's bachelor party in Arizona. It ruled. I had an out burger for the first time. I was kind of disappointed. Because I, maybe just All-American is just that good. Is, uh, that, is that what you would compare it to, or no? No, it's different from it's different from all America because they put the lettuce and the tomato and the sauce. See, that's the thing. I'm not a fan of the sauce, the animal style sauce that they uh, they call it there. No and donkey sauce. No, no donkey sauce. Sorry, Iron Brandon. Um, Guy Fieri, yeah, he's not an Iron Chef. Oh yeah, Flavor Town. Sorry, <laughs> the mayor tri- of Flavor- tri- Triple D Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives. I can think of other D's, um, but oh my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dongs, uh huh. That's yeah. it. Um, but yeah, no. Two. I mean, maybe it's just because that ruined me. Because like, we had we were in a house of fifteen guys. So like, for Super Bowl, our appetizer was in and out burger, and I didn't know if I was gonna like the animal style. Animal style. That was so an I, appetizer. Yeah, because then we had ribs and steaks and steak quesadillas and chicken wings. Lord, so, let me tell you, I have been craving. The ribs, the beef ribs from Smokin' Owls for about a month now. I'm pretty stoked because I'm going down to Texas and our friend Dan, oh. who we've mentioned on the show, lives down there. So Thursday night, I'm actually going to meet up with him and get what, barbecue. What, what portion of Texas? Austin. Well, we're right outside of Texas. Oh, man. Oh. Dude, we went to, I think that it's called the County Line. When okay. we were in Austin, it's all-you-can-eat barbecue food. Oh, my God. It was so good. Yeah, and well, then, I ex- dude, you got to you got to go to Round Rock Donut too and pick up a donut. Round Rock Donut. Yeah, it's a gigantic donut. Okay, I we're staying in Round Rock, so oh, Round Rock. I, did, I didn't realize that was the name of the, the town. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's, that's maybe that's why the, the donut shop is named Round Rock. Wow, look at that. Yeah, no, I'm gonna remember that. Um, and but remember the county line and the county. Well, we're going to Sunday, like to Monday night after we're all done with this job, we're going to Salt Lake. Some oh, I've big bar, that, yeah. yeah, some big barbecue place. My boss is like obsessed with it, and I was like, "All right, let's go." But is you it know, all you can eat? I don't think so, but uh, you know, after this job, they're going to be doing. We're going to be hungry and we're going to be thirsty, so I'm going to drink all the Shiner. It's the beer down there, and I'm going to eat all the barbecue, and then come back uh, and see Sonic the Hedgehog on Wednesday. Too bad you're not heading to El Paso. I know why. I don't know. That's you know. You well, you know what? Stuff. I'm a day late because if I went in on Wednesday morning, we had nothing to do Wednesday night. I could have went to AEW. Could have gone to San Antonio. Oh yeah. By the way, this is coming out Saturday, so I, I'm in Austin right now. <laughs> and, Talking about keeping it weird. Yeah, keeping it weird. <laughs> Going back, we're backtracking here. Um, but yeah, if like if I if it was the same job, but I got in and we were finished, they'd be like, "Hey, let me go to AEW." Where's A Dub? It's in Austin, Texas. Oh, yeah. At the university or no? No, H-E-B Arena or whatever it is. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Um, but Oh, yeah, so going back to uh, – I don't. so we ordered for 15 guys, and I ordered three burgers, animal style, and three burgers plain just to, like, you know, get the 
feel of the burger to see if I was going to like the animal style. Did you have them or no? No. We had 15 guys, so there's there's three of us ordering. So everybody got five burgers each. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) But... What, my God? That's like five burgers is a lot I know. to take into your mouth. I know, but but no, three of us ordered five burgers, so there was 15 burgers. Oh, so there was so... one for everybody in the house, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were, I thought 15 of you each had five burgers each. Yeah, no. No. Um, it was just 15 burgers for the house. It can be done, you know. Kevin uh, I, James took an eight at one time. Oh, I bet. But maybe I need to go back. To have in and out without the uh, animal yeah, style animal on sense. it. I, I've think... never had in and out. I never. I gave up fast food in the the like a few months after that. I finally went to I think it was Checkers. Okay. And they had it. it the the burger smelled just like a Whopper, and I was like, oh man, maybe I should re give up fast food after this. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't do it. I stood strong. Good for you. My own advice is fast food. I hate it. But, you know, hey, I digress. Let's get into some quick outside the ring talk before we talk about wrestling. And we have our first ever fourth generation WWE athlete in the WWE system. This week it was reported that Simone Johnson, the first daughter of Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, uh, has joined the NXT ranks. It will be uh, reporting down to the Performance Center. This is pretty cool. Which is also weird, though, because she's been down there training on, like, I guess just not full-time signed. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you could be particular about it, or you could say congratulations. Welcome to the club. that's awesome. I was telling... I hope she does well. I was telling Rachel, because Rachel texted me this morning and was like, oh, hey, uh, The Rock's daughter's in WWE. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, she will not see the light of day on television until she is a fully pristine product of a wwe superstar it's because they well they will want her to be the next rock and be the female rock and have that you'll maybe in a couple years i think ryan satin Uh, said it simone johnson versus rick flair at wrestlemania well not charlotte but whatever rick flair's probably a wrestler (laughs) i don't know if uh like i that's what sucks about that is that she has like such a high like standard to live up to yeah that I feel almost bad for her in the in the way that like so many uh, she must have had so many ads saying like oh I can't wait to see you at WrestleMania versus Charlotte I can't wait to see blah 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 this and that and it's like she knows she's she has some huge boots to fill but she's only eighteen there's probably so much pressure being put on her to like live up to the potential of her father and her grandfather and her great grandfather and it's like. Just, just ease off. Ease off. She's eighteen. She just, you know, take a breath. Let her train. Let her, let her get good. Yeah, I think she'll do well, and I think she'll. Uh, if she's anything like her father, she will do extremely well in the world of the WWE. And if she's not, she could certainly move into the same field as her mother and father and do well in that. Business. What was that? Well, I mean, she, her mother works with The Rock in his production company. Yeah, there you go. And he is huger than huge recently. I, I don't drink tequila, but I will go out and I will buy his tequila to support him. Like, will The Rock be president one day? Uh, listen, if he put his name in, I think everybody would vote for him over uh, Captain I, I Marmalade think, there. I think people certainly I, – I actually, I don't know. I don't know if people would vote for The Rock or not, but 
I think it's time we put a wrestler in the White House. All right, Jesse. <laughs> I would support you 100%, Jesse. All right, I'm cutting that out of the show. <laughs> what do you mean? It's like, yeah, let me just step down. Whatever. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Let's mm. start getting angry. Monday Night <laughs> Nitro. I had a drink of water in my mouth. <laughs> oh, my stars. Oh, my God. Monday Night Raw kicking off with the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins and his disciples. Wearing fur. I just don't know what to call them. Uh, yeah, I forget. I completely forget what he reminded me of. But it was kind of weird to see him wearing a jacket like that. I'm sure and, it's faux. And having a full man bun in. That, that I'm fine with. But uh, he, he ends up speaking about Kevin Owens, the Viking Raiders. Obviously, Kevin Owens comes out. Sounds like um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, and, and Rollins is like, you're alone, Kev. Get over it, bro. You're alone. You have nobody. No backup. KO's like, I don't, I don't know, I'm not alone. Viking Raiders come out, which was kind of funny because uh, Rollins was like, I forget what Rollins said, but he had uh, Kevin Owens checking how sturdy uh, the, the Viking Raiders are by like pushing them and like slapping them, chopping them. And he goes, no, seems pretty sturdy to me. And then they went down and brawled and Seth Rollins is left alone in the ring. Cue Samoa Joe from behind. Rollins gets choked out. Yep. And then, super bizarre, Becky Lynch comes out, and commentary kind of made it seem like she was cutting them off. Yeah. But it was just for her match against Asuka. Yeah, which I think this match was better than the one at the Rumble. Uh, I did. I very, very much so enjoyed this match. I thought it was really good. I liked uh, Becky hitting that inverted DDT. Yes. Yeah. Uh, to Asuka on the apron. Yeah, but uh, Becky picks up the win here on the roll-up, or the uh, the Uranagi for the uh, the Winsky there? Uh, I can't uh, speak to that. All right, but anyway, after this was hands down one of the worst things I've seen in a oh, very... I didn't think you were going to go saying worst. It was terrible. This was a bad, bad segment. Oh, like John Cena, bad, bad man. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think this was terrible. I just think you it was bizarre. No, no. I thought it was apart bizarre. AEW last week for blood packets. But no, no. Then, well, yes, this was a, a bizarre thing. It was a bizarre segment. If this was AEW, yep, that's it. Put, put a mark on there. Uh, you know, for uh, that space on the mark board. But you didn't see the referee placing anything in Shayna Baszler's mouth. You, you weren't being saw... ho- you weren't being overcritical to it because you this this is WWE. Didn't see the referee place anything into Shayna Baszler's mouth. I'm saying it was a very bizarre segment. I don't know where it's going to lead to. I don't know if they're trying to make Shayna Baszler into a Mike Tyson esque fighter. Or they're making her into a vampire. We I think everybody's jumping the gun on that. I don't think WWE is stupid enough in 2020 to make Shayna Baszler a vampire. Please don't make Shayna Baszler a vampire. <laughs> I, I just, I, that, I please don't make Shayna Baszler a, a vampire. I would unless, have rather she was evolved from like, unless you're bringing Fertig back. Oh my Kevin. god! Imagine <laughs> Kevin. Th- oh my god. We're we're booking this now. Kevin Dude, Thorne is would, gonna. Uh, gonna that be... would be so weird. Or I, you know what? Even you know, take. I don't even want to see Kevin Thorne return as Kevin Thorne. I want to see Mordecai. And all the amazing things that they had, like going for Mordecai. 
Like, he was supposed to have that huge feud with The Undertaker. It just never happened. Yeah, I don't know why that, like, fizzled out, but... I don't know either. Um, but... but... <sighs> she bit the back of Becky's neck and... Like, of all places. Why don't she bite her face? Well, because the face the... is more... You can't hide the face. Yeah, true. You can hide the neck, but Becky then... Uh... They, they tried to make her go into an ambulance to go to the hospital. She refused, and then she finally agrees to go in. And she drives the bus. She, yeah, she drives herself off. Later in the night, she comes back, calls Baszler out. Um, and then Baszler didn't show up, and she said that she better hope that Shayna Baszler finds her before she finds Baszler. Imagine she comes to NXT this week. I could see that happening, but I don't know. Maybe it did. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, I don't want her to become a vampire, vampire, vampiress. Is, I don't know if that is, is that the term. I don't know. My apologies. Next up, we saw the Street Profits defeat Mojo Raleigh and the in-ring debuting of Riddick Moss. And I thought before we knew the Street Profits were wrestling that uh, because it was Riddick Moss's first match on TV that we'd see him and Mojo pick up the victory. And then the Prophets theme hit. I was like, oh, no. No way in hell that's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it was a relatively uh, quick match that had Mojo uh, lose the 24-7 championship afterwards to Riddick Moss. Yeah. So that was, that was uh, interesting. I don't know where that's going to lead to but like a mini feud between them. I don't know. But after that, we saw for the first time in 10 years, a VIP lounge hosted by MVP with his guest, Drew McIntyre, which, uh, (laughs) the emphasis he put on that. It was an interesting segment where MVP was getting some, uh, some heat here saying that, uh, he's like, you know, I, uh, I heard people saying, Drew McIntyre is not ready for the WWE Championship. He's not ready to headline main, uh, main WrestleMania. He's not going to headline WrestleMania. Yeah, and uh, and then MVP basically offered himself to kind of guide Drew McIntyre to win at WrestleMania. And Drew's like, I don't need somebody thinking or talking for me like Paul does for Brock. And McIntyre hits him with the headbutt. Claymore after the three, two, one, and uh, should be. I don't know where. Where do we go from here? Carlito comes back. No, I. <laughs> Abraham Washington, Christian <laughs> brother, love match striker, Jake the Snake Roberts. I heard. So, side note here. So, Ray GS Machine is going on tour. Yes. Um. Uh, yeah, unbelievable. Incredible. I'm gonna try to get tickets at Mass Square Garden. Right open. You probably already have a pre-sale. I it's- don't. Well, I don't think I have... Well, I might actually have that, but I don't care about Rage Against the Machine. But it's Madison Square Garden. I don't care about Rage Against the Machine. Um, that's Tom I, Morello, right? Tom Morello, yeah. It's on twice at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> yeah, listen, that's that's not his band, though. Whatever. Prophets of Rage, whatever. No. No, no, I saw him play with Bruce. I don't need to see him with any uh, Rage Against the Machine or anything else. Oh, my God. But anyway, so Run the Jewels is opening for them. I've, ne- I've heard amazing things about Run the Jewels. And I listened to some music today. A, extremely vulgar. Should have played it in the car with my kids. I didn't play it in the car with my kids. Um, and 
he made a Jake the Snake Roberts reference, which I thought was funny because you just made the voice. I did not know where this was going to lead. Yeah, I know, right? Do you think because this was like an MVP VIP lounge returning segment where do you think there's a possibility where we could see like Carlitos Cabana or uh, what was it? Late night? The Abraham Washington show? No. that was Snake Pit? The Pete show? They just used... Whatever Brother Love's show was, the classroom with Matt Stryker? Come on. Imagine they bring back the barbershop and they bring back Brutus Beefcake? Dude, they that's like something they can do. It helps like like have these people come and like, oh no, I can get you to WrestleMania. Christian could be like, I, I'm like best buddies with Edge. Although Christian, I feel like, might be reserved for another feud coming up. No. I don't think nah, you're going to see Christian any sort of... You know, you never know, but... Uh... Yeah, I, well, now, yeah, with the medical advancements that they've been, like, Jesus. Edge is but back I, in I, a freaking ring. I think it would be interesting to bring back some other uh, interview segments and then McIntyre just overcomes them and takes them out and be like, I don't need any of you! But you Shut you up! need? A Claymore! <laughs> yeah, three, two, one, Claymore! That's it. Um, yeah. So up, up next, we saw Angel Garza cutting a promo, uh, and Umberto Carrillo ran down, attacked him. Security held both of them back, pulled them apart, um, which then led into the actual match we were supposed to see, which was Angel Garza who defeated Cedric Alexander, which was a relatively quickly match, uh, quick match. Um, and I think ultimately out of this, I would have liked for Umberto to run back out after the match was over. Okay. To attack Garza again. But that didn't happen. Um, after that, we saw Rhea Ripley being interviewed backstage. Saying that uh, she doesn't wait for things. In regards to Charlotte Flair's answer. And uh, she got cut off by Sarah Logan. Who asked who... She's like, who do you think you are coming to Monday Night Raw? And doing whatever you want. And Ripley is like... Who are you? Yeah, ooh, harsh words. And, uh, and, um, well, actually, no, it was Sarah Logan who questioned Rhea Ripley saying, Who are you? Rhea Ripley's like, I'm Rhea Ripley, which I was hoping she'd use the X Men line. That was, like, famous for when the X Men came out. Like, the, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Okay. She could have been like, I'm Rhea Ripley, bitch. Thought that would have been interesting, but uh, Sarah Logan later on challenged her to a, a match, but not not a quick, not a not a, a long match by any means. As Rhea Ripley picks up the victory against Sarah Logan, uh, mm-hmm. Charlotte w- was out on the stage to watch. Maybe a five move match, maybe yeah. five moves tops. Squash. Yeah, and Ripley uh, she asked Flair for her answer about WrestleMania. And Flair questioned whether or not Ripley will still be champion even. There's a report saying that Charlotte Flair is going to be at NXT Portland this weekend. Mm -hmm. So maybe after the match, she gives her her answer. I'm still hoping. She's like, no, I don't want to face you. I'm facing the Fiend. (laughs) Yeah, that that, that was the thing. She Um, shows up in Flair, the the Firefly Flair house. By the way, can we just talk about how great the Firefly Funhouse news was last week? Because I didn't get to talk about it. FNN. Yeah, it was amazing. Made me it... miss RNN. What was RNN? Randy News Network. Oh, that's right. My apologies on that one. Next up, you have Ricochet 
picking up a huge victory over Bobby Lashley. Um, <laughs> Ricochet on a roll recently going into Super Showdown, facing off against Brock Lesnar. But can you tell me how goofy it was because they cut away from the match to do a, uh, uh, what is it? What do they do? The, the screen and screen gimmick? Picture in picture? Picture in picture to play a Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. Good. I'm pumped. It, movies look, looks like it's going to be great before they did all the edits on it. That was a, a, a weird thing to cut away from a match for. But uh, I did pop because Jerry Lawler mentioned Jim Carrey as his old co-star. Because of Man on the Moon. Yeah, I know. It's great. So I thought that was it's cool. But the, the victory over Bobby Lashley helps Ricochet look like a viable opponent for Brock Lesnar. So that's fine. Here's the thing. Brock Lesnar always does amazing things with these smaller guys. Remember the great matches he had with Daniel Bryan, the ones he had with AJ Styles. Like, he works. One, but what? yeah. He won. The, the great one. But... No, no, the great one. Like, he didn't have multiple matches. Yeah, the great match he had against AJ Styles, the great match he had against Daniel Bryan. You know, he. I'm not a Brock Lesnar fan, but, you know, I'm not going to take John Cena's side where he's saying Brock Lesnar is the best in ring performer of all time. Yeah, that that's a weird thing to say, but like, I, I, maybe maybe everybody in the back believes that. Maybe like that's a thing. Maybe we just don't like. Corey oh, Graves was talking on after the bell this week, saying, "Remember that snowstorm they had where they had to cancel Raw?" Yeah. Apparently, well, Brock I mean, Raw still went on though. Yeah, Raw still went on, but apparently Brock Lesnar kept the bar open for everybody and paved everybody's bar tab that night. Allegedly. I'm sure that's true. I'm not. I wouldn't not believe that yeah so because brock and paul were on that monday night raw it was him uh it was it was them too i forget who else i know renee young was there and i Dean know ambrose. Dean ambrose yeah so ambrose showed up with the in the freezing cold it was a good it was like for for it having to have been canceled and they did the i think it was two uh in studio interviews one was brock and paul and i forget the other yeah. one but that was a decent like for for having to work on the fly like that got to give him credit for that for sure, absolutely. That's the magic of the WWE. Um, next up, maybe one of the hottest topics in the WWE has been Edge and Randy Orton. You know, Randy Orton last week coming out and pulling the uh, Long Island housewife and saying just, I can't right now, and walking out. I was thinking, like, are you talking about Buttafuoco? What's going on there? No, you know, him just walking out and like, yeah, I can't right now. And yeah, this, this week, this week I, comes out more nuclear heat, and then Matt Hardy comes out to try to get some answers, which then leads into a scuffle, which then leads to Matt Hardy allegedly being taken off of television as his contract is expiring, quote, any day now, according In to March March first, according to illegitimate sources. <laughs> um, illegitimate. But, but Randy Orton gives Hardy the concerto. Um, again, giving more fuel to the fire of what this is going to be an outstanding WrestleMania match, which I'm really excited about. I, I liked how Orton goes for the RKO right away almost after yeah. Matt. Matt, by the way, cuts a killer promo. That's it. This is a swan song in WWE. Killer, killer promo. I really hope it's not. It is. But uh, he's after, the, uh, after the he's promo. the uh, exalted one. Maybe. But he, I liked how Orton went for the RKO and Matt reversed it at first. Because we don't really see that often. Yeah. 
It's kind of giving Matt Hardy the rub on his way out. Matt Hardy and Randy Orton have a no-holds-barred match on Monday Night Raw this week, so it's not really him being written off TV just yet. Maybe come Monday, but who knows. Also, though, two weeks ago when this actually, or three weeks ago when this actually happened to Edge, and then last night on Raw, how is nobody in the back willing to step up for people like Matt and Edge? Well, that's but that's, that's the thing now. Next time you have Randy Orton come out, maybe have Hawkins and Ryder come out. Mm. But that, but like, but I, here's that's, that's a possibility. Yeah, that's a great possibility. I would mark. Obviously, I'd, I mean, we would mark out. I'm sure. But then the last person you have to have come out is crit. Like, if I think, you want to play armchair Booker right now, you know, maybe in like two weeks. You have Hawkins Ryder come out a couple weeks, be like, hey, you know, Edges, you know, our, was our mentor. You know, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be where we are. Randy takes out both of them. Then, you know, a couple weeks go on, and then like maybe like two or three weeks before Mania, you have Randy Orton in the ring again, and then Christian come out, and he kind of just gives him a little scuffle, and he's about to hit him with the punt kick. As you know, Christian was medically, you know, disqualified for concussion protocol, and then all of a sudden he's about to hit the punt kick, and then Edge comes out, ball of ball of energy, beats up Randy Orton. Randy Orton powders out of the ring, sets up the match for Mania. Boom! I just booked it right there. I hope you're listening, I, WWE. I think three weeks from Monday is yeah. Mar- uh, March second. Okay. Barclay Center, Bruh. I think we could see Christian do everything there like with Randy Orton and then actually set up a match for that Sunday at Elimination Chamber. Edge where and Randy we see Orton? the 2010 feud that was really good between Christian and Randy Orton. Oh, and they put time. that and they put that that's not happening. Calm down, I, there, Mark. You never know. It's not happening, sorry. You never know, man. But yeah, if you're if you're watching Matt Hardy's uh, Free the Delete, then he's they've definitely been teasing. He's got like he, uh, this week's episode. He's like, I'm exa, I'm exa, I'm exhausted. Instead of exalted, okay, like it sounds like he's like you. Oh, he's about to say he's the exalted one, but no. And then he says he's exhausted, and then he tweets out goodbye, and then Evil Uno tweets out, "You say goodbye, we say hello." It could be just a big uh, swerve for the marks. Mm-hmm. Maybe so he's going I, back I to do, Impact. I no, honestly, I I don't know. I just I do hope that he stays with WWE, and this is just a big swerve, and they start using him soon because I think Free the Delete is one of the best things on the internet. It's made by Matt Hardy, so hello. Obviously, it's going to be good. I don't know why you're not creatively using him the way you should be, unless he's being told to do everything like this. Yeah. Maybe he's maybe they're waiting for for Jeff to to be good. I I, th- I read he's going to be at the the performance center soon. Yeah, recovered from his injury. But they're saying like what I've read is all the time that you're injured, they tack that onto the back of your contract. Yeah, which is yeah they're able to renew or or add time to your contract. So instead of expiring March first, it'll be. Um, I guess maybe six or eight more months tacked on or whatever. Okay. But that's still like, just because Matt's in limbo doesn't mean he's actually like made up his mind. I'm leaving WWE. Like nobody knows anything. But do you, Come on. 
But isn't it like, it's not like if you get released where you have that 90-day no-compete clause. I guess because his contract's up, he could just go do that because that's the same thing that happened with Dean Ambrose. He played out his right, contract, yeah. and he can just go wherever he wants the day after. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. That's, that's possible. Yeah. What's what's up next here on Raw, Brandon? Ruby Riot was being interviewed about what she did to Liv Morgan last week, and uh, she said that Liv Morgan's always going to be a follower, always was a follower, Good. and that Liv strikes when she says so. So I'm wondering if if Ruby Riot's going to be some sort of like a puppet master for Liv Morgan, or if we're just going to see them two feud. I would like to see them feud. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Would you like to see them, her be like a puppet master more so, or no? No. Well, after this, we saw Aleister Black, I guess, challenge Akira Tozawa to a match, defeating Akira Tozawa. I don't know why Aleister keeps picking opponents who were never used on TV. So, I don't know if you saw the tweet from Mick Foley. Um, Mick Foley saying that Aleister Black is one major feud away from being a superstar in the WWE. Do you agree with him? Do you think they've kind of built him up to where he needs to be in like a legitimate feud? Like maybe him and what's-his-face, uh, Andrade. I was about to say you, what's-his-face, what's The Undertaker? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to watch this. No, not The Undertaker. Not, not that. I, but like, I think it, that's where it's leading to. I think that's a great idea. Put the strap on him. Make make it make it back to being a work that mid court title. Be a workhorse title. And this guy probably cut it. You saw the amazing matches he put on with Buddy Murphy. So, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I I I think it's leading to Undertaker. You think it's leading to Undertaker? Yeah, Mark. Uh, it's I don't. Oh, it's like the Undertaker versus the guy that took the levitation thing for that the Undertaker was going to use for his entrance, and now uses it for his entrance. Undertaker was going to use that. Yeah, apparently that was built for the Undertaker. What? Yeah. I wonder if Taker ever used it. I don't know. Because he's had, I don't know. I feel like he might have had. I don't know. So, uh, but up anyway, they made a new match for Stupid Showdown. I mean, Super Showdown, excuse me. It is the, how do you say that, Brandon? You're good with uh, this stuff. The, the to, to Wake? To Wake Trophy Gauntlet match. The winner is going to get a big trophy. You have AJ Styles, R-Truth, Rusev, Rowan, Andrade, and Bobby Lashley all participating in this. I guess it's going to be a gauntlet match. Whoever wins gets a big trophy. Um, also very annoying at the fact that they announced that Rusev. The, the women's the women's championship will be on the line on SmackDown as opposed to at Super Showdown, which I had hopes for it being. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah. But uh, the main event of Monday Night Raw saw Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and the Viking Raiders defeat Seth Rollins and the Disciples. Buddy Murphy ends up tapping. But, no? Uh, yeah, no, no. Buddy Murphy taps. And, oh, wait. Seth Rollins, Rollins Buddy Murphy. and the Disciples defeated Great notes, Kevin Brandon. Owens. Yeah, my mistake. <laughs> but Buddy Murphy did tap, but Seth Rollins hit Samoa Joe with the curb stomp from behind, uh, behind the referee's back. Which uh, I-, I tweeted last week, I think Seth Rollins needs to change the-, the name of his curb stomp to The Last Supper now that he's the Monday Night Messiah. Yeah, but I don't think they would do that. Why? They're comparing him to the Messiah? Why not? Just use the Last Supper. 
Yeah. <laughs> led, there's I the last shot, I... the last call. Eh, yeah. Last Supper, you know. It, it, it's biblical. It makes sense to Messiah. Yep. I don't know. That's him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, solid fun uh, main event match. The this this stable is uh you know slowly but surely getting over. Seth Rollins is going back to what he's doing best is being a heel, and in this new weird outfit where he wears fur. That was Monday Night Raw. Moving on to Friday Night SmackDown. Valentine's Day. I said Valentine's Day because really the only thing I was ultimately looking forward to was uh otis and mandy's date but smackdown kicks off with a moment of bliss uh with carmella as the special guest uh they brought up the, the history between bailey and carmella baymella no mention of naomi's shoulder being up from last week when uh carmella won this opportunity to face bailey which was unfortunate, but uh, Bailey came out and said that she pitied Carmella in NXT and figured she could be her role model, which I can't even believe AEW has Britt Baker saying that she's also a role model, and the replies that people are saying about Britt Baker and Bailey saying like, oh, Bailey sucks, Britt Baker's doing it so much better, it's nothing alike, blah, blah, blah. Come on, they're, they're both using role model, I think it's a little weird. But uh, Carmella ends up challenging Bailey to have the fight right then and there. The match, she's like, let's not even wait. Let's have it right then. And Bailey ends up picking up the victory over Carmella, uh, which the screen randomly cracked up during like some static. People, I guess, I mean, right away you would think maybe The Fiend, NWO. But uh, fans were super into this match, and I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was pretty great. Um, the segment beforehand wasn't the greatest. Because I think Alexa Bliss shines the most when she's actually cutting a promo on somebody rather than like furthering someone else's storyline. Um, but the end of the match, Bailey went to hit her new finisher. Carmella reverses it, locks in the code of silence, which it started to look like Carmella was going to be picking up the victory here, which would have absolutely blown my mind um, because I wouldn't have wanted that. But Bailey ends up getting her feet up on the rope to pin Carmella, cheat to win. Uh, and then Bailey attacked her after the match, and Naomi came out, leading to uh, Carmella shoving Bailey into Naomi, causing Naomi to fall down. And then Naomi getting, getting up, teaming with Carmella to take out Bailey, which I'm not sure why Naomi would work with Carmella. If Carmella pushed Bailey into her and then took her down. But after the match, later on backstage, Bailey announced that her next title match will be at Super Showdown and she does not care who she's going to be facing. Uh, a little later, Carmella was interviewed and said that she demands a rematch. She deserves that rematch for what? Because Bailey cheated. And then Naomi was interviewed later on and spoke about how Bailey's basically scared to face her. So I'm assuming at Super Showdown. It'll be a triple threat between Naomi, Carmella, and Bailey for the, the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Matchup next, we saw Sheamus defeat Shorty G and Apollo Crews in a two-on-one handicap match. Uh, Crews and Gable attacked Sheamus before the match started, which I, I we've, we've seen a lot of this happening uh, uh, like across all three brands where the, someone would attack 
their opponent and then the match would still continue. Um, and but as short as as short as this match was, I thought it was very entertaining. Uh, Shorty G and Apollo Cruz were able to shine during it. They they did uh, a bunch of their moves. Ultimately, uh, fell to two different brogue kicks. Up uh, next, Hulk Hogan was live via satellite, which was basically to put over Goldberg and the Fiend, and he gets cut off by a Firefly Funhouse segment in the style of an NWO promo, which I pop big time for, um, and which you would still like. The static is there. There, I mean, there was there static for that, but maybe it was in relation to this. Um, but Hogan wished Bray Wyatt luck, and Bray said he doesn't need luck as he has the Fiend. And then he threatened Hulk Hogan, saying that there's always room for one more picture on his wall. And uh, I guess Hogan walked off. I'm done, brother. Up uh, next after that we saw Sami Zayn and Cesaro come out to sing uh which I absolutely liked uh Sami Zayn mentioning all the folk singers uh when he was talking about the uh the protesting songs that he was going to sing and just as they went to start Elias interrupted which we had more static in this segment I don't know if it's just uh technical difficulties if uh I didn't know if it was just technical difficulties or maybe at that point we had Roman Reigns having a mystery opponent, a mystery partner. I mean, they showed the rock return on February 14th in 2011. Could it have been the rock? It had me thinking all these thoughts, but this segment I thought was uh, absolutely fantastic. Just like they went to, they they went to sing and everything, and the crowd was just absolutely playing along with this. They were chanting more cowbell because Sami Zayn was like, "We we want less cowbell, Cesaro," and like a pro, Cesaro acts like he was about to wind up to hit more cowbell and tosses it aside. It just I thought that was fantastic, and and Elias I, he was put over big time during this. The crowd was just going nuts for him, and uh, it ends. Where he went to, uh, Cesaro went to attack Elias. Elias gets the upper hand at first. Then Cesaro and and Sami Zayn take out Elias. And Braun Strowman comes out to make the save. And they both take out the security guards that Zayn and Cesaro hired. So, it was a pretty good segment. Pretty hot crowd for SmackDown. Uh, So far, much better than recent weeks the segment up next was supposed to be Otis and Mandy's Valentine's date (laughs) Uh, Otis got a pep talk from Tucker earlier in the night they showed him throughout the night uh, getting ready Uh, they showed a recap video which only included the Smackdown portion of Otis and Mandy's history uh also, I thought it was funny that Otis, the way he combed his hair was basically the way I comb my hair when when I go to a wedding or a fancy event, except I put mine up into a ponytail. Um, but when Otis arrived, he saw Dolph Ziggler sitting there with Mandy. And he, 
everyone's heart was crushed. Which I, I can't even, I can't believe we have to to wait a, a whole nother week, I assume, to see the fallout from that date and what Mandy's going to say. I don't know why she would accept Dolph Ziggler to, to sit there with her. Even though, I mean, yeah, Otis shouldn't have, you know, made her wait. Was, uh, waited a little bit too long to, to show up for a Valentine's Day date. But... Uh, we will see what happens next week on SmackDown with this. Up next was the main event. It was advertised as Roman Reigns and a mystery partner versus Miz and Morrison. You have the static throughout the night. You have mystery partner. I said before The Rock. People on Twitter thought CM Punk. But it seems like it was just technical difficulties. As Daniel Bryan was the tag team partner, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns picked up the victory over John Morrison and The Miz. Um, Corbin purchased a ticket. He was banned from the arena or whatever because of what he did last week with the production truck. But he bought a ticket, sat ringside in what was probably the best seat in the house... Even, like, down to the cushion rolling chair or whatever he had. But aside from that, I thought the match was great. And just like I said earlier, the crowd was fantastic. They were they were super electric here. Uh, I liked John Morrison reversing Roman Reigns' schoolboy powerbomb. Because I, I don't know how many times we've seen that happen before. And I certainly wasn't expecting that. And then he also reversed Roman Reigns' spear. I do think Roman Reigns, you know, completely missed the Superman punch to Miz to end the match after, or to almost end the match. But he connected with the spear, ends the match. Corbin attacks Roman Reigns. I don't understand how Corbin had a sedan if. Like, technically, he wasn't supposed to even be there. But that was SmackDown. John Cena returns in two weeks. Moving on, we have a takeover this Sunday. Portland, Oregon at the Moda Center. The uh, Modus Center? Moda. M-O-D-A. Wonder, well, I wonder what a Moda is. Moda. Seems like some sort of, uh, what's it called? A phone gimmick, maybe, but not. The Moda Center? Moda, it's, it's Moda Health. Oh, okay, Moda it's an Health. insurance company. Ah, Based okay. in Portland, Oregon. Oregon. How oh, Blake Shelton's playing there. Oh, is he? Yeah. Interesting. All right, so anyway, continue. So, is, so is Celine Dion. Yeah, and so is <laughs> the, the Portland Winterhawks. Oh, the Winterhawks. Oh, and the Trailblazers are playing there, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we have a NXT takeover, the I believe the second outside of full sale standalone takeover. The first being up in uh what was it, Hartford? Yes. Twenty five, takeover twenty five. Yes. Uh some matches, not some matches, all the matches announced so far. We have a singles match, Finn Baller versus Mr. NXT Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. I'm Going to say Finn Balor, but is that a stupid 
pick Finn Balor? No. I mean, it, it, you can go both ways with this one. I'm just saying Johnny Gargano, again, as you said, Mr. NXT, Mr. Wrestling, he hasn't been in a singles match in five months. you got to put the rub over on him. And what better person to do it than a guy that used to be Mr. NXT. So I'm saying, Johnny Gargano, I'm going to fight you on this one. I, I think uh, Gargano is the better choice, but I'm sticking with Finn Balor. In a street fight, I kind of wish it was a false count anywhere or no holds barred or whatever, but street fight completely works because it's basically the same thing anyway. Dakota Kai will be taking on Tegan Knox. Uh, Tegan Knox returns to the ring after all all her surgeries. She's wrestled then, a bunch of times. And then gets taken out right before the biggest moment of her career, probably. For at now. NXT TakeOver. By her best friend, former tag team partner. So there's some blood boiling here. I am going to say Tegan Knox, Lady Kane. Lady Kane. I'm saying Dakota Kai, actually. Oh. Yeah, I you keep the feud going. You have some sort of heelish way. Um, and you want to get Dakota Kai over as, a, over as a heel, too. She's been doing a great job since transitioning uh, from a, you know, a white meat baby face to uh, a heel. So I think just give her the rub. Yeah, but their segment on NXT this week was fantastic. Oh, it was outstanding. <laughs> For the NXT North American Championship, we have Keith Lee defending that newly won championship against Dominic Dijakovic. One try. I'm going to stick with Keith Lee being the champion come the end of NXT TakeOver. I love Keith Lee's music, and that's why I'm picking him. No, I'm just – this match is going to be – this match has to start the show. Bask in his glory. Oh, it's so great. And then him rapping over it, it's great. He raps over yeah, it? Yeah, he's, the, he's the, the rapping on it. It's so good. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm saying Keith Lee. Um, keeping it. And then this match is going to start the show. NXT Tag Team Championships will be on the line. The Undisputed Eric Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish will be taking on the new uh, Dusty Rhodes Classic winners, the Broserweights, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn. I am going to say uh ooh hmm the broserweights are on a win streak they are i'm gonna pick the broserweights um i'm gonna say the same just because i feel like the prophecy is gonna slowly but surely ends and this is the second part of it ending the whole the whole prophecy is gonna end at uh nxt takeover tampa of the Undisputed Era being draped in gold. So there, this is the, the next uh, domino to fall in that. NXT Women's Championship will be on the line. I guess they uh, put the women's name back in that championship. Mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley defending the title against Bianca Belair. I think it's it has to be Rhea Ripley winning. Yep, I agree. And afterwards, Charlotte Flair is coming out, and they're making their match for Mania. I wonder if they're going to have the Mania sign. You think so? Uh, no. Hmm. I don't think so. We could expect a, a lot, a smaller of a of a event, like a maybe they'll setup, have the NXT Takeover setup. Tampa sign with that sick skull. No, all right, cool. I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. Main event, at least you assume it's the main event. The NXT Championship will be defended. Adam Cole. I thought you would say Bay Bay, but that's I'm not, not I'm not I'm not Dave, sorry. I'm not Dave. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> Dave. Defending the championship against Tommaso Ciampa. 
going to say Adam Cole. I'm saying Adam Cole also. As I said, the prophecy is going to end at NXT TakeOver. Velveteen Dream. You think so? Or you think he just kind of goes until Mania and they put him on SmackDown or Raw? I don't know. I don't uh, don't necessarily see – I don't see him – I don't think he's getting into a feud with Adam Cole, given the fact that we've seen – it was Marina Shafir and and her and Roderick Strong's kid on and on his Troy. title. Not their kid's name is else. Troy. You have to follow. You have to start following him on uh, Marina Instagram. Shafir and Troy. Oh my goodness! Now that you got the so, Graham Brandon, Graham Brand. I'm not an Instagrammer. Yeah, have some of that Graham cracker crust. Yeah, with but, your Insta. Uh, that is our guesses, our predictions for yes. NXT Takeover Portland. Hey, Brandon, got any shout-outs? Listen to Brandon's shout-outs, because when there are shout-outs, <laughs> there's honey. The XFL gets the first shout-out. Uh, I see a lot of people posting a lot of positive things about the return. Yeah, the guy puking on the field and all the, <laughs> and all the F-bombs that were dropped yeah, on, well, on national television. Yeah, real great. No, no I, but there are a lot of positive things that people have been saying. Yeah. No, I I, I, I watched the, I watched the first full game, which was bizarre. It didn't feel like I was watching it for three hours. But that's the same I, I to watch length as a the... normal football game. But I, I think it, it's it is a quicker game, though. I know, like the time before you have to snap is like twenty five seconds rather than something else. And I, I liked the the new rules was in, they were interesting. I liked having everybody mic'd up so we could hear. I liked what was going the, on. It was like, I liked the kickoffs. Yeah, that that I thought was cool too. Where you can't you can't uh, go after the ball unless the the receiver has it, and everybody's lined up there on the thirty yard line. I I liked that a lot. I thought that was I an liked, interesting rule, and I liked I liked cool. the extra point rules. Amazing, yeah, amazing. Where you have like the one point that because a a for all those gambling people out there that does like the Super Bowl boxes, like you know my wife is a a, a bookie about. That changes the complexity of those things. If people want to go for the three pointer instead of like or the two pointer to put them up and whatnot, it's wild. Could you see the NFL adapting these rules at all? Or no? I mean, well, I think everybody's trying to make all these stupid rules to make the games quote unquote better. I don't like know if baseball, you, you see that. Oh my god, it's the stupidest <laughs> thing in the world. And for the first time in my life, I agree with Trevor Bauer. Um, <laughs> I have man. no idea who that is, but those that, those those rules are stupid. So dumb. But I think it might be going into play. It's real. It's real silly. Well, and, and, and got to make it a, a new XLB or whatever. XLB. Yeah, extreme league baseball. Extreme. Pe- nice. <laughs> Not that X ever like officially stood for extreme. I have football. to. I have to watch more games. I think my next Sunday that I have off is the twenty. It looks like it's the twenty third right now, um, unless I'm somewhere. But I want to watch the XFL. I want to sit they, down the XFL had more. Weeks? The XFL had more viewers than AEW and NXT. So hooty to that. To oh yeah, that's right. We did, boys. <laughs> um, but they also they almost sold. That's out it. AEW's no more. They had like seventeen thousand people at both of the the first two games. I don't know how many people were at the Guardians game in, at MetLife. MetLife is the largest stadium with the most capacity. Yeah, so for, it probably makes uh, it look small well smaller crowd it seems you could see yes so i don't know how many people were there but uh 
I don't know. I'm I'd be interested in going to a game if it was like free. Yeah, is it the price of three ninety nine? Yeah, well, I'm, who needs to drive to New Jersey? That's like the same thing with AEW. I don't need to go to to New Jersey to or in order to see AEW. I, I know wanna... that's that's my thing. I like I want to go to AEW. But it, like, it's, it's super easy to get to the Rock, but it's not something I want to. You got to take the Long Island Railroad, then you got to take the Jersey Transit. Yeah, then you have to take. Uh, and if you miss Jersey to... Transit. Then you miss the Long Island Railroad, or if they hold back the Jersey Transit, which they often do after events, you're screwed. So it's not ultimately worth it to to check out AEW unless they're coming to Manhattan. Just give us an answer. Tell us why. Yeah, just give us Manhattan, and they're going to like they're going back to somewhere yeah, for the second back to time. Boston, back to Philly, back to Cleveland, or not Cleveland. Um, but now the what thing for the, them is they have to do different Chicago. markets now. If they're going to these things twice, oh hey, there's a hot crowd, hot crowd. They're only playing to the hot crowds. You got to play the the, the muddy crowds. That's even a word. Play to that too. Well, I mean, I guess they they need to sell tickets. So yeah, I mean, I, so I, they're going to go I, to the places where they go to. I'm telling you, if they went to Nassau Coliseum, it would sell out in minutes. I don't know. Or maybe they're going to wait for that new uh, stadium to be built in uh, Belmont. It? Oh Belmont. my goodness! Do they? They're the Islanders. What are they signing? A twenty-five year contract? Twenty-five year contract. They should be a Nassau Coliseum, but that's just me being. I don't know why they're wasting money on a Belmont Stadium arena. I mean, I don't know either. I continue with the shoutouts. They were supposed to be two minutes long. I think there's. I think this is a spoiler. I don't think it's aired yet or announced like officially. But the next shoutout's going to Ken Shamrock. Okay. Because he's the newest person to be announced for the Impact Hall of Fame, which takes place in October for uh, Bound for Glory weekend. Have you seen stuff from Impact? Recently-ish? Yeah. Did you see spoilers or anything? No. You didn't see the spoiler about Joey Ryan? Oh, yes, I did, where he's dressed like the Fiend but wearing shorts. Yeah. (laughs) And he's doing a right to censor gimmick. It's great. I'm telling you. Uh, He's just... I mean, at least pick a different color scheme. Like, you look just like The Fiend, except you're wearing cutoffs. That's, that's great. Not really cutoffs, but... But, yeah, it's awesome to see Ken Shamrock be recognized by Impact. He was the the very first champion in Impact. People so, forget that. So, this earlier to speak, Ken, I think of Ken Shamrock, I think of Brawl for All. Then I started thinking about Mark Marrow. Um, today, actually, I had a uh, text message with not only Dave, but also our good friend Sal... He's, yeah, Sal sends me a text message. He goes, um, "Mark, he, uh, one of his friends goes, hey, Mark Marrow is talking at my school right now. Uh, he's giving a motivational speech. Was it college? I guess so. And so then Dave goes, uh, have your friend ask Johnny B. Bad if he's jelly of Lesnar being with Sable. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then I go, or how Bro for All didn't work out. And then I go again, and his thoughts of how he would have made it better. That was it. Uh, apparently, that was Sable was seeing Brock while they were still married. Oh wow! I'd... But if you if you've never seen Mark Marrow do one of those uh, motivational speeches, I would definitely say look it up on YouTube and check it out. Yeah, I know. He, he like the full circle that guy's come around. It's amazing. Yeah. If if um. If he was doing that back when I was in high school, I would have a hundred percent. I would have stopped for... smoking crack. <laughs> no, no, I would have a hundred percent pushed for to my principal to get Mark Marrow at my school to do one of those talks because we were 
Um, I don't remember what year. I don't know if it was my uh, junior or senior year that I was trying to get him because the WWE used to do those. Uh, those they used to send superstars to schools and do something similar like that, but he turned it down. And I was like, I guess because like you know he had the attitude like, oh, wrestling is fake or whatever. Who Mark Marrow? No, my high school principal. Oh, uh, okay. Because the WWE used to send wrestlers to the like you could request it to have them come to your school and do like talks with the the kids or whatever to like I guess stay out of trouble and stuff. Yeah, true. But uh, he was he had, for some reason he was against it. But well, that's just silly. Last shout out goes to WWE twenty four R Truth. I, it's obviously it's not out yet, but I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it as the the WWE 24 episodes are always so good. And Fantastic! I'm, I'm happy to see one for our truth. I'm interested in learning more about him. I can't wait for the ruthless aggressions series yeah, to ruthless, come out. Ruthless aggression is the follow up, I guess, to the Monday Night Wars, and we did it, boys. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, no, so I'm like, it's gonna be uh, pretty uh, pretty awesome. Speaking of awesome, now it's time for our Mark Out Moment of the Week. That is right, our Mark Out Moment of the Week. The Week. New Japan Pro Wrestling announced Wrestle Dynasty taking place August 22nd at Madison Square Garden. We did it, boys. We brought they're New Japan back. back. And they're not with Ring of Honor, thank goodness. Yeah, but, but you know there'll be some Ring of Honor guys. Like, look at Ring of Honor's Super Card of Honor. Yeah, but I don't know, man. They're like, I don't know. Is this like being billed as like another Wrestle Kingdom? I don't know. Why's I don't it? think they necessarily need Ring of Honor for this either. No, they don't. It's it's odd that it just happened to be uh, SummerSlam weekend. It's the same date. It's up in Boston this year. Uh, it's going to be the same night as TakeOver, unfortunately. But, yeah. I mean, maybe a New York market is... Maybe this will show like other companies like, Hey, hello. You you don't need uh, WrestleMania to be in town to, to sell out the garden. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, that's in, pretty in crazy. Other, in other senses. But. What else, Brandon? Well, speaking of WrestleMania, WrestleMania 37 will be taking place in Los Angeles next year at SoFi Stadium, which isn't even officially opened yet. Uh, it opens later this year in July for Taylor Swift's Lover Fest, which uh, is cool. But WrestleMania will, it's like, I think for wrestling is like 100,000 seats. The reason why I marked out for this is because I just I have hopes that we'll get new movie spoofs like they. That's did what everybody's talking about, dude. As soon as they announced that it's going back to Hollywood, I was like, please, please, I need more of those. Those are some of my favorite things that WWE ever has ever done. Yeah, the one with the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, so good. You got to ask yourself one question: Do you feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? And every everything was really good. Yeah, for sure. Also, the uh, the only XFL stadium to host uh, WrestleMania has so far been MetLife Stadium, but it's only um, been one week. 
Right, but that that those are the only teams that are that are the only WrestleMania venue so far is MetLife. Come WrestleMania time, April, it's also Raymond James Stadium. Hmm. Home of the Tampa Bay Vipers. And the Buccaneers. I don't know who they are. The NFL team. Do they sell merch? Probably. I don't think they have Pro Wrestling Tea store brands in them. <laughs> pro Wrestling Tea slash Young Buccaneers. That's it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I am excited, and I marked out hard this week for a new Code Orange. They have a new album coming out in March, and they released a new song, and it's unreal. As you know, Code Orange has lent a hand and has performed on NXT programming. I saw them live, but I don't even like, I don't listen to music like that, but I've seen them live at NXT TakeOver. Yes, Brent, and, and their new video and song is outrageous. I marked out super hard for it. I marked out, as I said earlier on the show, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, coming back, doing two shows at MSG, I uh, will hopefully be going to one of those. You know, there's a lot of good shows that were announced for. For what's it called? Jones Beach this summer. Yeah, and then also Pier 17. A lot of shows. Poppy, Brandon, your I, favorite I saw, artist. I saw Poppy's playing. Who's, she's playing with... Uh, the Deftones. The Deftones. And Gojira. I, I don't know who the Deftones are. And uh, I certainly am not going to a rooftop Pier 17, whatever, it, to see I, Poppy. But. And uh, New Fan Glory is going there with Simple Plan. Oh. Yeah. Simple Plan. They perform free at Epcot sometimes. Really? But, like, the lineup at Jones Beach is super stacked. Like, Dave's there this year, right? Dave Matthews? No, Dave, brah. Everybody <laughs> was... that listens to Dave Matthews, first by first name. So, funny story. I don't think I've ever told you the story, too. Wait, so... but that's who you were talking about, right? Yeah, Dave. Okay, yeah, D- DMB is there, yeah. No, Dave. It's just Dave. <laughs> Allegedly, Dave, if, Dave is there. If, uh, <laughs> if, you see, if you listen to Dave Matthews, you just refer to him as the first name. But anyway, I digress again. I'm Dave Matthews. So, the girl that I dated before I started dating my beautiful, wonderful wife, Rachel, who's watching This Is Us, so we have to keep this podcast going for seven more minutes so I can go to bed, because I'm not allowed to interrupt her during This Is Us. Um, she was a big Dave Matthews fan. This girl was big, big Dave Matthews. She's like, oh, I'm going to make you a CD, because it was 2008, I think. Yeah. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to, yeah, 2008, and we still made mixed CDs for people. Um, so she's like, I'm going to make you a Dave Matthews CD. I'm like, all right, cool, fine. So I have this Dave Matthews CD in my car. I'm not listening to it. I'm not listening to it. Girl then says, hey, you want to come over and get ice cream? I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll come over and get ice cream. No problem. Come over and get ice cream. She dumps me. Um, I then am driving away from her house all angry, listening to the Casey Strain, the Dead Walk, great album, if you wanted something angry to listen to. Um, and I see this Dave Matthews band uh this Dave uh, mixtape uh, sitting next to me. I then proceed to roll down my window, take this, and fling it like a frisbee out of the window, going about sixty-five miles an hour on the Southern State Parkway. So, so you never listened to it. I never listened to it. So you and don't I even f- know if Crash Enter Me. I know. I know Crash. I know. Don't drink the water. No, but I'm saying, was it on the mix CD? Probably. I don't know. That that song I believe was about a uh, stalker. I think Dave Matthew or yeah. or Peeping Tom or something like that. A uh, Peeping Tom. I think so. Stevie Nicks did a, a cover of it that I I liked. One of my really favorite good. covers was Smashing Pumpkins doing Landslide. I hate, with a, a burning passion, almost cursed, I hate that version of Landslide. I think it's trash. Really? I don't like Billy Corgan's voice. Well, I like Billy Corgan a lot. 
Uh, that's one I... band that I've never seen live that I'm so bummed that I've never seen. They toured and they went to Jones Beach last year with AFI, and I didn't go because I went to go see good friend Anthony from Friend Beer's podcast and Thracian have their CD release show. I missed that show, so it is what it is. Well, you can see Foreigner Kansas and Europe at uh, Jones Beach. Yeah, I'm good. Hear, hear the final countdown live? Ah, uh, that. You think they'll play it, or you think they're going to wait for like the last song to play it, and then everyone's uh, going to leave? Well, Europe is probably opening the show, so I think when is you... Na- when is National Concert Week, so I can get like discounted tickets? I know Megadeth and... Uh... Yeah, that's what I'm waiting. My friend has been like, yo, let's get tickets to this, this. I'm like, dude, just just give it... These seats aren't selling out. Just just give it till May. May they had a, a thing for, for... I think it was Memorial Day, maybe, where it's like the $20 tickets all that was, in. That was, no, nas- that was National no Concert fees. Week. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. That's it's like, usually like the end of April. I think, no, I think it was May. I think it was for, like, Memorial Day. Okay, true. But, like, because I want to, I, I, like, I've seen the Doobie Brothers already, but Michael McDonald and John McPhee are, are, are with them now for their 50th anniversary tour again. So that would be interesting to see. And then there's, like, I don't know, maybe hit some BSB, probably not. I just put, Rachel's going to that Green Day, uh, Fall Out Boy at, yeah. show at City at Field. City Field. Dave, when as soon as they were announced, he goes, hey, I got a question. And I was like, okay, what? He goes, I saw a concert was announced. You, uh, I was like, are you going to ask me to go to the Fall Out Boy in Green Day? He goes, yeah, how'd you know? And I was like, I, was like, I don't want to go to a concert at City Field again. And he yeah. goes, oh, it's at City Field. Screw that. I just want to go to Rage. That's it. That's the only concert I'm really, really I, like. I, don't, I can't even say that I know any Rage Against the Machine songs. That was like. My first, well, my first concert with my my parents was the Jones Be- it was Beach Boys at Jones Beach. But the first concert that I went to myself that I lied to my mother about for years on end that I went with the soup uh, when I, when I went with the chaperone was Rage's Machine. I still have the original ticket, nineteen ninety nine, at Nassau Coliseum, Gangstar, and at the drive in opened at the drive in later, later turned into the Mars Volta, which then turned later back to the uh, at the drive in, um, and. Like, one thing that I vividly remember from out my entire life was Rage Against the Machine playing Killing of the Name and then putting all the lights on on the floor and the entire floor of Nassau Coliseum just being filled with people and everybody jumping up and down. I still, like, vividly am having, like, acid flashbacks right now of it. And it was it's, like, one of the most surreal moments of my life. And that was just, like, music is, like... Everything. Music is bay, as I like to say yeah, now. I, I don't think I know any Rage song at all. Really? The only thing that I've ever heard Tom Morello do was um, Ghost of Tom Joad with Bruce Springsteen. I first saw him do it at the um, at Pete Seeger's 90th birthday party in May 2009. Okay, I... Um... And it was an acoustic version. Okay. Well, Rage Against Machine later covered that, that song, year. actually. Oh, did they? Yeah, they have it on their... Uh, they have a, a cover album. After later, like they dispersed, you know, they had the owed the record label war album and they put out that. But later that year in two thousand nine, in October, I, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twenty fifth anniversary concert, the the night one, he, the, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band played and brought out Tom Morello and they did an electric version of that song and it was like, holy crap! Like this is fantastic. Their version is pretty good, but you probably you being a Bruce Springsteen fan probably wouldn't like the vocals. I'd have to. I'd, I've never listened to the original, so I have to listen to the original too. 
I mean, even if you, you could also check out the, I'm sure it's on YouTube, the Morello and Springsteen version from, uh, what did I get into the other day on YouTube? 25th anniversary. So, you know, my love of beer, my love of dogfish, they had a show on discovery channel called brewmasters. So I like went down the rabbit hole the other night and found all those old episodes and watched them. Oh, so good. If you like beer, check it out. Brewmasters dogfish had their own show. It was great. Can you make your own beer? I can. In and I was thinking, you can actually. I have. A, I'm, just, no, I'm just. I know that's what you did. <laughs> that's what I did. And I had one. No, I had two successful brews that came out. What was the? How many times did you do it? Um, <laughs> yeah. Two is the only ones you need to know about. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> that, that, that's a weird thing to say. You got two kids. Don't say that's weird. Yeah, that's right. The two is the only time I need to know about. That. Um, I I did it a bunch of times. I made a light pilsner. Which came out all right. A light Brian Pilsner. A light Brian, Brian Pilsner. Um, I made a chili beer, which came out god-awful. I dug like, that. Because I, you put pepper in it? I put actual flipping jalapenos in it. Was that like a recipe you Yeah, it was a recipe or? I followed. I have like a big five-gallon fermenter, which I made a Belgian-style triple in there, which came out outstanding. Uh, then I had a couple of duds. I had a pumpkin beer that came out that came out like sh- garbage. Um, it but, came out smashing, smashing. Um, but I want to get back into it. I was watching the show the other day, and I'm like, it's just like you like if if you listen to this podcast and you know homebrewing, you need a legitimate entire day to because you have everything has to be sanitized and you have to boil things for a certain amount of time, and it's just like it's it's a lot. And the amount of time that I haven't had recently. Uh, can go to that, and then like you need certain like you need proper temperature, especially if you're going to be brewing an ale because you can't brew it underneath 76 degrees, 67 degrees. Excuse me, it's wild. But um, I am digressing again. What if you? Uh, what if you do? Well, how do you mix stuff into it? You have to boil the water, and then you have to put like you could either get like they have the like the pellet hops that you can put in like a like a cheesecloth and throw that in there for like x amount of time. Well, like how did you how did you get the the jalapeno and you just put I put actual... it in a cheesecloth and dropped it in. I'm wondering if you could put chocolate. You can. Well, they have chocolate malts too, like like a little bit more darker, oh, yeah, malt, a little bit more yeah. roastier malts in there. But I got to get back into it. Maybe I'll grow some hops in my backyard this summer. Some hops. Hops. Great movie, super bad. <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's land this plane. Thank you. Any other more cats, Brandon? Uh, that's that's about it. All right. Unless so- something big happens on SmackDown that I'll I'll talk about later. Yeah, you'll just uh, insert it right here. Or I, I mean, before. Yeah, that too. Anyway, thank you for joining us on Marking Out four hundred and seventy one. You can follow this podcast on Facebook and Twitter at Marking Out YouTube and Instagram Marking Out eleven. Brandon on Twitter and Instagram at BTTG161. Give him that like, folks. Come on. Let's go. Um, rate, review, and subscribe on all your major podcasting applications. Um, email us, marketout1 at gmail.com. Dave's not here, but maybe he'll be back next week. BTTG1. Nope. Uh, Dave the Rare underscore ML. But, yeah, Brandon on Instagram and Twitter, BTTG161. Uh, and until next week, we wish you the... the- Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.